hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Welcome, friends. This is a very interesting podcast for today. Uh, we are talking about the myths around silencers. Great information. I got Andrew and Mike here. And we're going to talk primarily about myths of silencers. We're talking about everything from start to finish on buying them, technology surrounding them, everything. Stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group hometown realty they are sportsmen and realtors the only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content hometown outdoors can help you find it let our friends at the mike chenault group help you get the outdoor space you need for homes or land in central virginia visit hookupwithhometown.com that's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more What's up, guys? How's it going? How are y'all? Good. Very yeah? good. Yeah. It's good to have you guys on. We have Andrew Napier. That's he. And Mike Michael Norman. Foreman Norman. Foreman Norman. Yeah. I believe uh, Napier is the correct pronunciation of your last name. That's uh, right. If you were, I, I would never consider myself as weak as the French. Okay. Ooh. So, Ouch. Yeah. Starting off strong. Like, when it comes to wow. major military victories, I don't. I don't lean French. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Indeed. <laughs> Well, uh, today we're gonna uh, we're gonna uncover some of the uh, myths of silencers. Yeah, we're gonna silence no, or, or, the hush. Or is it suppressor? What do you go? What do you call it there, Mike? I'm a silencer. I'm I, sorry, I'm not Mike, but it, right, it's silencer is easier to spell. It, it sure, it sure <laughs> so is. I go with silencer. I, I typically say silencer. Uh, people get into the debate about whether well, it doesn't actually silence the, right. the gunshot, which, which is true. But it's the legal term, uh, right? That's yeah, what, correct. A, NF, yeah. NFA, ATF, which we'll get into. Um, all the three letter agencies. All those agencies yeah. that are involved in owning one of these things in a minute, but um, yeah, man, it's just uh, it's it's their legal term for it. Yeah, and when, other people when you call do it paperwork, suppressor. Uh, yeah. They they don't put suppressor; they put silencer. Uh, I, I get I get calling it a suppressor, but yeah. I, I just call it silencer. That's what it's called legally. It's right. just easiest for me. Yeah, and um, you know, but it's it is funny. harder to spell. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if, but if you if you ever notice people, if you mention suppressor, you don't get you get a different rea- reaction Correct. from that one than right. other than silencer because then people start looking at you. Well, what do you mean like silencer? More I people think, who don't understand them call them silencers. Or right. They call them machine guns would, and silencers. But they also think those are folks that also probably think it is illegal to Correct. own one. Correct. I would also think that it maybe not maybe some people don't share the same opinion that silencer almost has somewhat of a negative connotation to it. Sure. Correct. In, in some people's eyes, not everybody. That, and that's Hollywood's yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. the and the gangsters of during prohibition, the ones that caused all this you know brouhaha brouhaha and ridiculousness anyway but um we'll talk about them later too oh yeah oh yeah um but no so to answer that first myth is yes silencers are legal they are 100 percent legal 100 percent legal absolutely uh very now i wouldn't say easily obtainable but it's not as tough to get one as what people might think. Correct. It's right. just, is it, there is it's a, a process. There is a waiting process to it. Um, so the first, the first thing is regulation of these things. So right. the NFA, which is National Firearms Act, mm-hmm. uh, this was enacted, I think, in 1934. Yep, right. And it was in response to a, a huge increase in violence uh, by organized crime, whatever. A lot of that going on back then. 
Uh, so again, criminals making bad decisions, making us pay. Well, um, crime crime always has existed. I mean, yes. ever since society has been society, crime has existed. Uh, but with the Prohibition Act, uh, I believe it was in 1920, uh, the government, you know, outlawed the sale, possession, and drinking of alcohol. Idiots. And, and it complete, which I guess they thought was <laughs> a good mistake. idea. Big it was mistake, a big mistake. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but in doing so, they basically created organized crime as a commonplace in this country. Right. Um, you know, so they ended up repealing the Prohibition Act, you know, eventually. Uh, but to help combat some of the organized crime, they had to, at least they thought they had to uh, make some legislation to, you know, reduce the violence. Yep. And, and the NFA was a direct cause of that. You yep. know, regulating silencers, regulating machine guns. Harsher uh, penalties too right, came. When right. you, if you were caught with an NFA item and not have a tax stamp for that item, it was a harsher penalty that you suffered from, whether you had it before or after. And it was at the highest level. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong yeah. on right. that. It, but, you know, anything, it wasn't like you weren't like grandfathered in. If you owned like 10 machine guns or Thompsons, uh, you weren't really grandfathered into that, I don't believe. I, 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 be- so I believe, and I, I could be wrong as well, but I believe that you had to register it. Correct. Yeah, there I'm, there I'm, was, you register it or you got to destroy it or I get rid of it. I don't yeah. want to spread fake news here, but right. I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. If hey, if it if it wasn't, then I'm sorry. Right. But, um, so 1934, and, uh, NFA is, uh, is created, um, which meant that if you were going to register a, a silencer or a machine gun, whatever it was, it was a two hundred dollar tax stamp fee. Which in nineteen thirty four was a lot of money. A ton of yeah. money. Yeah. In it's, a, it's a deterrent. It's about thirty thirty eight hundred dollars equivalent. Equivalent yeah. today is thirty eight hundred right. bucks. Which in two hundred bucks in nineteen thirty four, you know, that's a lot of alcohol. Totally though. That's yes, a, that whole, that lot is a whole lot of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So, yeah. so yeah, that's. Um, that's where it started, and you know, from then, that's 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 how you had to buy a silencer. That's how you had to buy a machine gun or a short barrel shotgun, short barrel rifle. Everything was defined under that. And, and I think it's worth noting that this predated the uh, the Gun Control Act of sixty eight, pretty considerably. Yeah. You know, it did. 30, yeah. 34 years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, in a good way or a bad way, way ahead of its time. Somebody yeah. was thinking when they drew it up. Right. Know, well, you know, and there was, I read a little bit about it. The And when they were drawing up the National Firearms Act, they were actually looking at regulating other firearms. But I don't believe Congress would agree on those because they were talking about anything. I'm talking about handguns, mm-hmm. uh, right. revolvers, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Congress didn't agree on that. And I think they, I guess they watered it down just to the silencers, which, by the way, a silencer is an accessory to a firearm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So How, it's no different than them regulating, like... Grips, make, magazines. Yeah, grips, magazines, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it just has, I guess, a really bad stigma well, to it. it. It's an and accessory. And it has a serial number. And it, yeah. it does. Correct. Well, and that's... In, they treat it like a firearm, mm-hmm. though. You know, like, right. if you look at their legal terminology and stuff, I mean, they... I believe they call it a gun. Right. They treat it like a firearm, yeah. but which is know, weird. It shouldn't be that right. Way, yeah. But you know what? Even today, if it was, if it cost me two hundred bucks to to pay a tax stamp and not have to wait six months, whatever well, the wait I'd time do it. is, I'd, I'd be totally. I still do it in a heartbeat. If it was yeah. five hundred dollars, you take it home the same day. You'd sell yeah. twice as many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I don't see why they can't just run the Nix yep. check. It's it's like the same process. It's I mean, the exact same yeah. process. It just takes six months versus six minutes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. So yeah. Gives a bunch of people a job, right? And it's and, been around for ninety years. Yep. And well, if we just do away with it, and it's kind of a do? deterrent, I think. Yeah. You know, in some ways, you know, if you got to wait 
eight months for your yeah. suppressor Pay approval. Pay now, buy later. Maybe right. maybe yeah. you don't want to do your paperwork on right. it. But, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other myths now that we've kind of eased into the whole background of NFA and silencers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically to to get one, you know, Let's talk about the whole process in that, which has changed a little bit since 2016. But let's talk about today, present day. What is the process? It's a lot simpler than some people might actually seem. Uh, commonly, people will come in and refer to, you know, like a license. I need a license to buy a suppressor. Well, it's it's not necessarily a license. It, it's a tax stamp. Um, so it, it's a little bit different. Uh, basically, you pay a $200 tax stamp, which we already touched on. Uh, before, before you, I mean, at the right, time, at you the, submit at the, the time, form. Right. at when the you time you submit the form, and right. then you also are subject to fingerprints and a passport style photo, uh, as well. Uh, once all that stuff is done, we you know send everything off to the ATF, and the hardest part about the entire process is the wait. Uh, mm-hmm. it, yes, it's I hard. Agree. It's yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly how long it's going to take. Uh, but generally speaking, it's between six to ten months, somewhere in that time frame. Sure, could be longer. It depends shorter, on what's right. what's moving in the works because you could put yours in when suppressor sales are slow, get it back in four months. You could put them in at the peak right before they change a the law, right before a legislature, right. and you yeah. could be fifteen months. If they start, you know, saying they're going to do something on suppressors or trying to ban them or make legislation on them, people we get a rush. Yeah, people get a you know, there's a rush. People want to go yeah. out and buy the cans. Sure. So um, we're somewhere around six yeah. months, five five to seven right now. It's hard to pinpoint, but I think we're. In the vicinity, like in the area of like six to eight months, mm-hmm. yeah, right. which that's is about, that's which about. is comfortable because four years ago it was fifteen months, which means on average. Also, if you're interested in buying one and having it before hunting season, you better buy one like tomorrow. We should have bought one two months ago, or yeah. or, or, maybe, or maybe two months ago. <laughs> right. it just depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, you really want it chances. for a hunting season, you gotta buy it this season. You really before. gotta do it right, right. now. Yeah. And, and all before. of that time yeah. that you wait on actually filing for the stamp Correct. could be time that you're waiting for it to come back. Yep. Right. You know, you're just right. wasting time at that point. Yeah. So I've seen them come back in 10 weeks. Sure. It's, it's, and I've it's, seen it's some been of them, done. the it's, same it's, guy had one very, just 10 months. It's very unlikely. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. But it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yep. And it you could be you. get lucky. Maybe. Right. Um, so the form we're talking about uh, is they call a form four. Yep. Uh, that is what you would fill out with your passport photos and fingerprint cards and your $200 check or uh, money, money order, order or credit or card. Credit card. Yep. No cash. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no cash. Um, and that's what you're going to send into ATF. That's where it all begins. Correct. And that right. money is not spent with us. That money is no, – that's that, why we can't take right. the cash. It has to right. go to That's paid to directly to the else. ATF. Yeah. Correct. That's, that's it, going to the government. And safest, a lot of the safest people, way to do it is a money order or a check. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people get confused with that too. Like, I just pay my 200 with the can. You can. You can do it two minutes apart, but i got to have them. Right. i right. got to have one right. today for the can. And right. I have one in about eight to ten days when – ATF or NFA takes your money. Right. So one of them is separate, totally separate from today's purchase. I think there was a little bit of, you know, confusion because there's a couple different forms with the ATF. You know, you got the Form 4, which we just discussed. You know, that's for buying from a dealer or manufacturer. Dealer to individual. Right. Dealer to owner. A pre-made, you know, factory-made suppressor or SBR. Right for that yeah. for that matter. Yep. Uh, there's also something called a Form Three, which is from like dealer to dealer or manufacturer to dealer. Right. Um, I, I think those are e-file right you can now. I believe basically or? everything. I mean, I know there's some probably some other dealers that would rather handwrite them and mail them in. Right. You're adding way too much time for that process. But right. uh, an e-file form, which I totally think they should, they can do 
Form 4 e-file, and it would be a... Sure. Or they used to do cut. those uh, yes. prior to 2014. They used and to do e-files. Yeah. They were done inside of 60 days. They were yeah. done un- yeah. under, definitely under 90, but inside of 60 yeah. most of the yeah, time. Yeah, they, they were quick. I know a few guys had got them yeah. like, in less than two months. Yeah. And I then. think, yeah. uh, I don't know, Once I think they discovered the e-file system was... Putting people out of work. It's, it was, I mean, it was I selling know. a lot of cans. It was too good. Yeah. A lot of cans. Yeah. It was too good. They shut it down. They can still now, but dealers can use the, the e-file system for Form Threes, which means like yeah. if somebody buys one off of a website and wants to have it transferred to say us, um, a dealer can transfer it to us usually under forty-eight hours, mm-hmm. um, get approval, and then ship it. Sometimes they have. I guess higher volume or whatever it is. I don't know. You can get backed it's, up. I'm sure. Sometimes yeah. I don't yeah. understand how the government agencies work. Sometimes, right. sometimes, sometimes they don't work. Period. Literally. Right. Um, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. But you know, I've seen it take up to upwards of a week. So, but it's a quick process. That's pretty oh, quick right. process. But, but that yeah. form, but that form, a customer is never going to have to do that. Form. No, and that's always between dealer that's and between dealer and dealer and manufacturer. And, right. manufacturer, yes. uh, and then so, the only other one is the form one, which is to manufacturer your own SBR or suppressor correct, or silencer. Um, that can be done yeah. on e-file. Correct. That yeah. is e-file. And those, historically, I've had a few of them personally that came back in less than 30 days. Less than 30 yeah. days. Right. Very quick. So right. that tells me right there that Form 1 involves a lot more information. Yeah. And legwork on the owner. Yes. On well, but they, yeah. they require legit more information about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it it's requires much more information than a Form 4. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. It's so done that, in that, 20 days, too. Correct. Yeah. So uh, why, again, can they not do exactly. a Form 4? Which is file? less information. Correct. Should I, be less I, I don't think it's a matter of the, the computer system can't handle it or they don't have enough employees. I think it's a matter, legitimately, of they just don't want the additional suppressors on the streets. Or want to be able to control the volume. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the only logical reason I can come to. Mm-hmm. Is that they just don't want an increase of people, a large increase of people buying more suppressors because it would make it. I guarantee you, you know, if they did e files again, you, sales would skyrocket. Right. Well, 100%. they definitely haven't put any more money into the e file website. It yeah. looks the no. same as it did it is in garbage. 2010, 2012. Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, literally, I think a couple high schoolers could create a much better website oh, yeah. than, than that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's pretty bad. The the first one I ever did, it actually, you know, you got to go through and check off yes or no for the answers. Yeah. And I checked it off. And I after I submitted everything, I double-checked. Everything was filled in, looked right. And then after I submitted, there was a glitch, and it erased my answers in, in the questionnaire. And so I had to call the ATF and get them to fix it, even though they said that you can't do that. If you make a mistake, you have to cancel it and resubmit it. Proof that your yeah. two hundred dollar tax stamp fee is not going towards the website. No. Correct. I don't know what it's or going the to. suppressor, yeah. which you already have touched. Correct. Right. Already saw. So, so yeah. it just like <laughs> just like tax money, you don't know exactly. Yeah. You, you don't going know where it's going. Something. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's 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 kind of crawl out of this rabbit hole for a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go back yeah. into uh, let's we'll find uh, another myth. Uh, what, what, what's another myth you got there, Mike? Uh, a common myth, uh, or a rather question that we see is. Does it actually silence the, it the report? Silence like, it? how quiet does a suppressor actually make a gun? Is it, is it even worth buying one at that two, point? That's two parts. So, right. no, it does not completely silence Which is where suppressor fits is a better name. True. Because Correct. It's, it's that's, more of a yeah, muffler. That's just terminology at this yeah. point, though. Sure. Yeah, uh, but they don't, they don't Hollywood silence. I, I, I think the best way to describe it is that it doesn't silence the firearm. It's still loud. You can still hear it. 
uh, but it reduces the signature of the firearm and also uh, protects your hearing. Correct. You know, yeah. and that that's one of the most important things about firearms. You know, people even if they wear ear protection their entire lives, certain firearms are so loud that it can still cause hearing damage. Yep. Sure. Even with some ear pro on. Yeah. Um, so suppressors are there to help mitigate hearing loss. You know. Yep. Um, and that's the first thing I tell people is they say, "Well, why do you own that?" I'm like, "Well, I, one, I, you can't get hearing back once you. No. It's gone. Once, if it's gone, once it's you gone. lose that, right. it's gone. I mean." Right. Uh, I, I use it for that. It is a lot of fun to shoot quietly, whether you want to respect your neighbors, if you're looking to increase accuracy, which mm-hmm. that's another myth that, that people say you lose right. accuracy. We'll just Definitely answer, not true. We'll answer that yeah. one right now. You actually... You don't. You can enhance yeah. accuracy. <laughs> you don't. You enhance yeah. your accuracy, actually. And then you cut back on recoil as well. I mean, oh, you can potentially take... Absolutely. You yeah. can take about 40% of the recoil out. Yeah. Um, by shooting a so anybody who shoots a big caliber, it's the same as having a muzzle brake ported 300 wind mag, same recoil, half or probably a quarter of that noise. And you because that doubles the noise of a regular barrel. Yeah, and your ears don't ring. Right. For and your four ears days. don't ring, and you can right. shoot them undercover with your hunting load in a tree stand, rain, whatever situation you want. Shoot, your ears don't ring. Right. You, you don't notice it when it happens, but you notice it the next day. Newer newer shooters and people that are more inexperienced with firearms, exactly. they're starting to learn on a gun, you know, the noise and the recoil is what makes it hard for them to learn how to shoot properly. Correct. They're huge you know? deterrence. Right. Yeah. So if you can reduce the muzzle signature considerably so they flinch less and also mm-hmm. the felt recoil, if you, can, if you can reduce that considerably with a yep. suppressor, uh, it's a win-win. Right. You know? For a minimal investment, for less than the price of most guns. Yeah, and mm-hmm. le- unless I'm shooting a, a carry gun or, or a particular handgun like a target pistol, everything else that I shoot right now it ha- yeah. has a can on it, which is a yeah. hey, and that's another word. A can, can, call it a can. can. Yeah, that's another uh, mm-hmm. slang term for it. It's a yeah. slang slang word, right. but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything that I really don't shoot without a suppressor right now. I mean, it's it's right. It's, uh, it's great. I'm kinda, Even on I'm a smokeless muzzleloader. Uh, hey, that's a huge selling point. That's pretty cool. That's a huge think, selling point. I still think I was the first one in the country. First one I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a smokeless 45 cal muzzleloader. With a suppressor. With a, and we'll give a shout out to Silencer Co. Silencer Co. Hybrid. They did mm-hmm. the first 46 cal. That's pretty cool. Um, that's awesome. And it, yeah, yeah. And it is. Uh, and it takes probably, it, it sounds like more than half the noise. It takes, if not it equally takes more than half yeah. the noise out. It's actually, in my opinion, I think it's here in safe without sure. it now even covered right even under a roof absolutely typically you're, you're only going to shoot this thing one time you go shoot it one time and you may hunt out of a shooting house or you may just hunt out of a tree stand and it's not as much a report on the animal it's a report between your ears is it going right. to give you a headache the next day or do i need to hinder my hunting and hunt with earplugs correct this right. takes the earplugs it, out of your bag and it keeps your awareness and keeps you hearing for the next shot yep. i think i think some people may not consider the importance of you know hearing in a hunting situation yeah. you know, it's not all just about what you see Correct. you got to be able to hear right and yep. it, you know because i have a smokeless muzzleloader with no suppressor i not, have one not, on the way not I yet got one in yeah nfa jail. Got one pending yeah, yeah. Right. so i have yeah. one pending but i've the couple of deer i've shot with mine i take earplugs with me because i'm it's just make your ears bleed loud it's horrible it's, yeah it's terrible loud and it recoils mild but it'll recoil less and i can hear comfortably with the muzzleloader right. with the suppressor once i shoot it so that's a huge advantage on big game 
big bore rifles like at muzzleloader or 300 wind mags or any sort of long range hunting scenario. Right. I think it, it in short it just makes the overall experience more enjoyable Absolutely. for every, everybody sure. for yeah. experienced shooters for inexperienced shooters it just makes it a more enjoyable experience. Yep. So this kind of leads into another myth that we've had is uh and a lot of people think all right well I have a 308 so I must shoot only a 30 caliber can or silencer on my 308. Or Incorrect. You don't want to shoot anything larger than a 308. You can only do it once. Right. Uh, before the, yeah, damage it. Before that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you but buy like even, is the even, maximum size. Yeah. Even even 556. If you've got a 556 AR or uh, whatever, um, you don't have to just shoot a 556. Correct. Now, right. is there a sound difference with a, uh, like the end cap? Uh, let's just say that hybrid 46 mm-hmm. caliber. I've shot that on my 300 Blackout. I've shot it on a 5.56. I've shot it on a 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, I personally can't tell the difference in the sound reduction. I, I probably think less than five. It's, you can I probably think measure. Most it. manufacturers yeah. put it between one and three decibels, right. uh, or in most cases, less than five. Definitely. And that's on a- average. Which, probably. which I don't believe the average person can distinguish a difference. You can between I, one and three decibels. Right. You know. No. Um, but Especially it, at 120 or 130, 140 to spot the five difference. Well, so, so the average gunshot, you know, like 5.56, for example, is about 169, 170 decibels unsuppressed. Unsuppressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you go putting a, a good quality suppressor on it, uh, it can take it down to 133 to 140, depending on the With can. With the same bullet. All being supersonic, all being above the sound barrier. Yeah, well, 5.56 is going to be supersonic regardless. Sure. If you go... There are some subsonic loads out there for 5.56, mm-hmm. but they're generally unreliable. Crappy. They don't cycle your action. single shot. And you also run the chance yeah. of a squib load, too, which Correct. is a dangerous situation. Very dangerous, yeah. Um, you could damage yeah. you can damage your can as well. I as mean, well the gun, can, everything. everything. Yeah. But the can will be marked with its biggest caliber. Yes. So if you right. have a 46 caliber can, you can shoot 46 or smaller. The, yep. the, the, rule, the rule of thumb really is that you can always go down in caliber as long as the can is rated for the certain pressures. Right. You know... Uh, for example, this is kind of a weird way to think of it, but a lot of pistol ammo, 45 ACP is almost a half inch in diameter for a projectile. That's a big, heavy cartridge. Right. But the pressure, it's only traveling 900 or so feet per Correct. second. Very low so pressure. Very low pressure stuff. So theoretically, yeah, you know, you could fit a 5.56 through a 45 can easy, but 5.56 is pushing 55 to 60,000 PSI out of the muzzle. That is enough to damage the can permanently, if not, stress if not can. blow it up. Yeah, right. So you know, bullet diameter has a lot to do with it, but it also has to do with the the pressure rating of that can too. And well, people will automatically think too is like you you brought up forty five ACP. I mean, that's practically a subsonic load exclusively. Yeah. It's subsonic, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. So a lot of people find it hard to believe. Well, how, if if you shoot a suppressor or a silencer on a forty five and a nine. Why you know the nine millimeter is a smaller caliber? Why would it not be quieter than a forty five? Well, it's faster. It's, yeah, it, nine it's millimeter faster. is like eleven hundred ish feet per second in that ballpark, and yeah. the the threshold for the sound barrier, the speed of sound is ten in feet per second. It's about ten fifty, ten eighty. Okay, right. so most nine millimeters, you know, even out of shorter barrels, they're pushing out of a four inch barrel, you're pushing eleven hundred feet per second, yep. yeah, roughly. So they're just traveling faster. And I put that in a 16-inch barrel or a 10-inch barrel, you might be pushing higher velocities. Right. Which is another good talking point, subsonic and supersonic ammo. Subsonic, in the right configuration, a single shot, 300 blackout, 1,000 feet per second, that's movie quality suppressed. In 
in your yeah. other yeah. supersonic I would agree on AR that. Yeah. 16 inch 556 with the that's not moving quite. high with the high volume high internal volume suppressor on an eight and a half inch, ten and a half inch, three hundred blackout with good quality subsonic ammo, it is almost movie quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's just I a mean, whisper. It is totally hearing yep. safe, which is probably why yeah. it's so popular too. Which I is mean, why blackout right. pistols are so popular. They're yeah. designed. Well, you to shoot be a three hundred blackout suppressed in a bolt action, it literally sounds like you're shooting an air rifle. And you you're pushing f- below one hundred and twenty-five yes. decibels. Yeah. You hear the firing pin, yeah. and you hear what you hit. And people, I've seen people's reaction to that, and it is—they're just like, "Whoa!" With what? no recoil. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't even know that could be that that quiet. You yeah. know, and it, it's it's kind of cool working with people and seeing their reaction because you know right. when we used to do a lot of the silencer events, uh, people would come out, man, big groups because they want to experience it before they spend the money. And I'll bet you a large percentage of people that came out and did those events, huge. they turned around and they, yes. they came right or, into the yep. store the, or whatever. The event we just recently had at our shooting range uh, that night, yeah. people came to the store and. Yep. Filed paperwork on the yep. suppressor because they shot it at the range. Another shout out is, to Silence Rico. Yeah, yeah. Nice which is event. inside. Yeah, so that's not yeah. a good trial for the can. It's not. But yeah. they were still impressed enough inside yeah. to come in and actually buy one that same night. Yep. These were mostly um, first time buyers too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think almost all of them were first time buyers. Time suppressor yeah. owners. Right. Yeah. So if you get an opportunity to test one and try one out, highly recommend that. Absolutely. Yeah. But be ready to spend. Be ready at least two hundred on your tax. Correct. Day and at whatever. least a minimum right. of two hundred. Yeah. Um, which, but the 200 hey, the is not the same day. Right. 200 is going to be within 10 to uh, 8 to 12 days, maybe. Right. Right. So, um, how about how about the life of a suppressor or a silencer? Can you wear one out? Uh, yes. the 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 short answer is yes. You can wear one out. Uh, most people will probably never shoot enough in their lifetime to wear one out. You can't afford that, especially now. No, especially not right now. Can't find it, can't afford it. Uh, But the average life, again, this depends on the quality of the suppressor, how short of a barrel you're shooting with. The rate of fire. I'll touch on the barrel length here in a minute because that is actually very important with suppressors. you're right. Um, But the average can will be anywhere between thirty to 50,000 rounds. Some companies do claim higher. I think Surefire's, I think, a little bit higher than that. I don't know the exact number. I thought they said between ninety and and a hundred thousand. I could be wrong. I, on I that think too, I think Surefire was pretty pretty, pretty high. high up there. Yeah, yeah. but it, your average, you know, non-military use, you know, designed for a contract suppressor will be thirty to fifty, sixty thousand rounds. Yeah. What I'd there, say is, right? if you got enough money. To shoot your suppressor out, you can buy another one. You can you can easily buy another one. <laughs> or, and then yeah. some companies or if you might already have a couple. Or oh, you've already got four yeah. or five. Some, right. some companies will actually can even record it for you too. Like if you have shot that suppressor so much to the point where you have to record it, that's like impressive, and they want to see that, and that's yeah. good. That's good marketing. Oh, sure. for, the, for the company. Yeah, yeah. It was so, quote unquote shot out at forty five thousand rounds, and most companies have a lifetime warranty. Yeah, so most of them do. Yeah. Most of them have a lifetime warranty as long as you're not being as long as it's within its normal restrictions. As long as you're not being unsmart, which sure. you can. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the other part of that is, well, what what does does not cleaning your silencer uh, cause wear and tear on it to where you're, it's going to eventually just not work anymore? So that depends on the type of suppressor. Uh, you start with rimfire, for example. Rimfire suppressors, like twenty-two long rifle magnum, they they have to be cleaned, no questions asked. Minimum, I would say minimum five hundred rounds. Five, yep. Three to five hundred rounds yeah. is the recommended minimum. Because uh, everybody owns a twenty-two, especially something semi-auto. You see how filthy that gun gets. It's nasty. And how easy yeah. it is to shoot five hundred rounds. Now too. think Fair about yeah. think about that 
can on the end of it that's catching all that gas and right. all that. I mean, you can only imagine. But but with a twenty two, so you have uh, like a monocore, which right. is much easier to clean versus you know stacked baffles. Stacked baffles can get stuck. Yeah, they get stuck uh, together. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so twenty two ammo. A lot of it is solid lead projectiles. They don't have a copper jacket around them. Yep. So as it exits the muzzle into the suppressor, a lot of that lead will get deposit. It'll deposit on the inside of the suppressor. Uh, so how do you so how do you clean them? In the cheap powder. Well, in, just well, well so a lot of times you have unburnt powder too, yeah. which can be kind of a problem. Uh, basically, the less internal volume you have inside the suppressor that's taken up by carbon or lead or powder or whatever, that's the can is less less efficient. Right. You have to have the maximum amount of internal volume for that gas to expand and to reduce the signature of the gases escaping out of the end of the muzzle. Um, so it's it's very important to clean your 22 can pistol suppressors centerfire nine millimeter 45. Uh, you can probably go 800 800 ish rounds in a lot of cases without cleaning them. Uh, the biggest thing on those is that they do get some carbon fouling built up on the inside. Right. Most pistol ammo is jacketed, so you don't have to worry about lead. Um, but carbon fouling is is the thing with pistol suppressors, and it's recommended to clean those every every so often. Um, and some people don't, and they don't have any issues. Yeah, it just all depends how much they're it, shooting. It, it, it really does. Yeah, it depends I mean, I got, on the can. Yeah, I got a Thunder Beast can that is is awesome, but man, I I, don't, I think I fired twenty rounds through this thing. I right. mean, you know, so I don't know. It's going to be a long time before I clean that. Sure. And, but you know, the cleaning them isn't as hard as you think because, uh, you know, like parts washers, the, the Hornady. What's the Hornady? Uh, uh, Sonic cleaners. The Hornady and stuff, Sonic yeah. cleaner. Yeah. I mean. The, we've got one here, and it's it's provided as a service. I mean, I don't know how much we charge, but we've we I think we've been cleaning them for a while now. Yeah, people and bring them in, they shop around the store, and then they come back and pick it up when it's done. I mean, it doesn't it, take. It's what, convenient the way that the way that the uh, Sonic cleaner works is just it, it really is, does a good job of getting the lead off that, that really hard to scrub stuff. It gets a gets a really good job done of cleaning it. Um, and it, while we're on the topic of cleaning too, I think. One of the biggest questions we get asked is on centerfire suppressors, mm-hmm. like rifle cans, 300 blackout, uh, 5.56, three, you know, you, a lot of those are sealed suppressors. You can't take them apart and clean them, right. unlike a pistol can or unlike a rimfire can, where you can take them apart and clean them. Uh, these suppressors are designed to take such a high volume of pressure that they really don't need to be cleaned on a regular basis, because a, a lot of times, in some ways, they are self-cleaning. Yeah. Nothing cleans yeah. like 4,000 degrees. Nothing you know cleans I mean? like yeah, speed, four, bro. Yeah. yeah. 2,000 degrees and 60,000 PSI yeah. will clean out a suppressor very easily. Very quick. Um, yeah. So they really don't get built up with stuff as you might think. Not like your rifling will get like copper built up. It's not like that. Because it's, that's different. There's really yeah, no, no, because like there's no contact correct. with the bullet in the, in the silencer. Right. Which is, again, that kind of skews off into another myth is that suppressors will reduce velocity yeah. uh, of your projectile, which I think a lot of that comes from video games these days where, like in Call of Duty, when you put on the suppressor attachment, your range decreases and, and your, your power decreases. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's, to- yeah. it's totally, yeah, it's total bull. So you, yeah, have the- to, you have to understand that there's no contact of the projectile in the suppressor. It's not being touched by anything. It's actually, and where you gain, you actually gain speed, I think, because you're actually extending your barrel. Now, you're not talking about a lot of speed. 
but you're right. actually picking up some speed. But you're building up back pressure behind the projectile, right. Right. which, which it, it, you may see a marginal increase in bullet velocity, but there is an increase. Right. If any, at, at the very minimum, it does not hurt the velocity at all. Right. Which, um, but it does change your point of impact. It does. If, with with and without the well, size. It shouldn't affect your overall group size. No. Well, no, it should it's, just it's it actually, gonna, it should actually it enhance. It could tighten it. Yeah, it, it depends on it your up. direct thread or your. No, there's a lot uh, of variables involved. Sure. That, you know, the, the projectile, the can, the gun, all of that stuff. There's a lot of variables. Uh, but yeah, your, your point of impact is going to change. You know, in most cases, it's not a severe point of impact change but you, your actual grouping is not not going to be harmfully affected no right. no and, um, then, and real quick you think direct thread suppressors have more of a tendency to increase accuracy compared i, I would to say a it's a device? more stable slash precise way to mount a suppressor to a gun okay it, specifically speaking a, a bolt action for because you're taking out another link yeah. Okay. I mean, because just removing a part. A good quality barrel is going to have a 90 degree taper or a 90 degree shoulder on the barrel, and the suppressor has to be able to butt up against that. And if that's not concentric or if that's not straightly cut, uh, it can cause you know accuracy problems for point of impact, but it can also cause baffle strikes. Yeah. Which is the that's the term and that the no suppressor owner wants to hear is yeah. baffle strike. Yeah. Right. And muzzle brakes aren't bad. And you don't but want you it to be your fault. Your no. Well, we see there's companies like Thunderbeast though that. They they do a quick attachment system uh, that is precise enough to where it's not going to affect your point of impact, right. if it, hardly at all. Uh, but you're also talking, they're a higher-end company, make awesome quality suppressors, but their stuff is extremely, um, extremely precisely made. Well, that's because I think you'll see a lot of precision shooters shooting a Thunder Beast um, or guys that are hunting out west and... Right. Uh, you know they're they're really going for the accuracy, and I think that's what the Thunder Beast has been well known for. Yeah, now known is for it their any accuracy, accurate? Yeah. Is any more accurate than like a a Griffin or a, a Dead Air or a Silencer Co? I, I don't know, but there that, might be. But that's hard to measure. But it is. They're also extremely lightweight too. You know, I mean, they're, yes. they're most of them are made of titanium, huge yes. selling point, which yeah. is very strong material, uh, but so it's also lightweight too. PRS guys, yeah. uh, if you're if you're sheep hunting or if you're if you're moving a lot if you're elk hunting if you're on the yeah, move yeah. you want to cut as much weight as possible yep. yes that's yeah well your gun's heavy enough right. you want to pack right. in and hunt you right. want to save every ounce you can yeah. right but it's a very popular silencer um and there's pretty long wait just to just to get one in your hands yeah you well they're generally they're generally like a made to order kind of deal in a yeah. lot of ways you know like they don't just have at least I don't think they have a warehouse full of cans just waiting to be shipped. They, they definitely don't because yeah. I checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they make them to order. And in a lot of cases, it may take as long as your stamp's approval to get the can from Thunder Beast. But in, when you yeah. get it, there's right. no question that it's, it's the gonna, best or one of the best. It's, so, it's going to be light. It's going to be yeah. quiet. Yeah. So what's right. the uh, the other – there's another myth that's out there too. I mean, there's a lot of myths surrounding silencers. But um, mm-hmm. if to transport a silencer across state lines – a lot of people think, well, either one, you can't do it, or two, you have to notify the ATF before you do it. So yeah. machine guns, you have to notify the ATF. Yes. You have to write them a letter. I think there might be a form you fill out with them to say, hey, I'm taking this across state lines. Yeah. Uh, SBRs as well? I think SBRs yeah. are, are the same same deal. SBRs silencers machine don't. Guns. Right. So silencers don't need to be notified. Uh, it's obviously a good idea to check to make sure that the place that you're going allows ownership of suppressors right because uh, i think if you go to a place where it's not allowed and you bring one to there 
It's going to be an issue. It's going to be a problem. So, yeah. well, what, 42 states? It's 42 states as of today that allow private ownership for suppressors. And, 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 a, and a majority of, them, of those. And majority of almost all of them, I think you can hunt. Right, a majority of those. I don't think it's all of them, but I think a majority of them allow hunting yes. with suppressors as well or yeah. silencers. Yeah. So if you're so. going on a trip and you're, you know, you don't have to worry about leaving the state with it, but just make sure the state you're going to, Correct. it's, it's, it's legal. And if you're going to hunt, you might as well check and make sure to see if it's legal to hunt. Exactly. Whether, you know, Colorado, right. I don't know. I mean, you, it might, yeah, not, it might be legal to own, but money. you might not be able to hunt Correct. with it, you know? Yeah, it may it, be one of those states. It'd right. be a shame to spend all that money on the hunt, get out there, spend all this time, and then, you know, find actually, out you actually kill you. something. And, yeah. then, and then you find out after <laughs> yeah. you killed it that, crap, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. You know, and then right. now you're in trouble with the law. And so it, research is the best thing you can do. Uh, with anything, with, with anything in <laughs> yeah. life, anything not just gun related. Yeah. Anything you do in life, some things you just can't wing it, you know. <laughs> right, researching and just having logic is important. So, yes. as we talk, of, and and by the way, if you're going to travel with it, don't forget your tax stamp. Either keep very one, important. keep very it's important. very important to have this proof of ownership of this Title II uh, regulated, yeah, yeah, piece of uh, metal. A tube, the, right. or a tube, and you'll a, get a stamp. <laughs> yeah. You get an actual stamp. Yeah, it's, it's, stamp. it's they, they stick it on your form yep. four. If, if for a form four, you get a physical one. If for form ones, all the e file stuff, it's actually just a digital stamp. Yeah, yeah. We'll, printed. We'll on use there. the form yeah. four for but, example. You but, get an yeah. actual glossy textured stamp, and right. we will make you a copy and give it to you when you buy. And it. we recommend you make multiple as copies. as many as you can afford and put them in multiple places yes and take even a take picture, take a damn picture of it, it keep it on your phone put it in your right. email i've had yeah. guys pick up silencers cut them down and wallet literally size. in a week or two they lose them they they're like i can't i can't remember where i put yeah. it i'm like are you kidding you got now, 10 months I, I and a thousand dollars i do believe it. you can request a certified copy of your stamp from the atf you can but it's going to take you six i think they're at 60 days there might think, be a fee. I, I think know. literally yeah. it's sixty. Another two hundred dollars. Yeah, another two hundred bucks. But <laughs> it's so easy to take a picture of when you get it. Yeah, just and put the original and, and, away. And we're giving you an extra copy we're here. We're gonna give you a copy. Right. So right. put the original away. Well, yeah, don't you touch can it again. make as many copies as you want. They're free. There's no there's yes. no law on how many copies you can have. Right. So right. you can make twenty copies of it. Especially if you're on a trust and there's more than one person owns it. Just make a right. hundred copies and right. tell your brother when he comes over to pick it up, just take ten copies and put them everywhere. Every vehicle. Put them in a glove box. Put one in your pocket. Everywhere. Andrew just mentioned trust. I think that might be something to touch on real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yep. you can you can file for a suppressor as an individual, which means that you are uh, filing the form for and registering that product under your own name, and that's it for that one owner. Correct. Only. So that means that if you file as an individual, you are the only person that can possess that suppressor, unless you're with that. You know, so you go to the range with your girlfriend or something, and she's using it. If you're there, that's fine. But with your tax stamp, with, with your the stamp. tax stamp present, <laughs> yes. But you're and you tell the people at the range that you have a tax. But stamp. your brother cannot take that suppressor to the range without you there. Correct. He cannot do that. Uh, but that's where a trust comes in into play. Instead of you, the person taking ownership of the suppressor, the trust itself it would be the the, the owner of the suppressor, in, and you are like an inanimate third object. Oh, yeah, it's you're the, the a, legal, tr- trustee a trustee or a responsible person. Right, right. you what. are a trustee on it, and uh, you can name multiple trustees on a trust. 
but ever since and 20- underage beneficiaries and correct beneficiaries, okay. you know, to handle how everything's going to be handed down. Yeah, you, there's yeah. so many gun trust lawyers out there. They will kind of. It's a real easy system. Right. Uh, a lot of folks locally here use it's very like, affordable. They use Arsenal attorneys up in Northern Virginia, or they use John Pierce. John Pierce is excellent. I mean, it's great guy. Great yeah. guy. Uh, Arsenal. I did my trust through Arsenal attorneys, and that was a great experience as well. It was a little more pricier, but I, I feel like I got a ton the, of information the from them. The package they give, I've it. seen that, is pretty comprehensive. It is, yeah. man. They yeah. they do they do a great job. I'm not, I'm not discounting John either. John does a wonderful no, no, job. No, John John is extremely streamlined and yes. straightforward with how he does his trust. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, very, I mean, if you ever need information, these trust lawyers, if you have any questions, they're usually they're one email away. One email yeah. away, right. or you know, and then of course a lot of guys here that they know a ton about you know the gun trust and stuff. But, but so yeah, if, but going back to the tax stamp thing, mm-hmm. um, being in possession of it's one thing. Uh, I think one, I guess, I guess it's a myth is people think there's like these tax stamp police running around the country asking everybody to see the tax <laughs> They're going to break into your home and, yeah. and yeah. Show me your search, tax your, search your house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. First, first things first. If you buy a silencer, and if you get a regulated fire, uh, fire, you know, firearm or silencer or anything through NFA, you do not go in some like thick black book. No, or no fly list. There is there no. is no list. There's no black list no. Right. for suppressor. And you know no. the rights you had before you owned it versus after you own it are the still the same. They're matching. P, if, yes. they, if, right. the, if the government's going to kick down your door, come see it. They're going to do. They're going to do that anyway. Correct. Whether, they're going to get a warrant whether, whether you got one yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, so we'll get that out of the way. But is there a tax stamp police? No. No. Um, is, is your tax stamp a one-time cost? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. There is no, there is no uh, repeating cost. It's not an A lot of people no. get no. confused no. with that. The trust right. is a one-time cost unless you and the attorney figure right. something and out. It, and it is worth tax stamp is pointing out that in most circumstances, most, not all, uh, the average law enforcement officer really doesn't have the, of the availability or authority to actually – Ask for your tax stamp now. Some probably don't even know what it is, right? So, some Correct. probably if, would look if at if this they're listening, or, if they're listening to this podcast, they know now, Correct. right? And if Absolutely. they're not gun people, I mean, they're cops, it's their job, they right. don't have to be gun people to be a cop, right? So, if you Te- don't know, you don't know. And technically, no, I don't think they have the authority to request to see it. And but uh, as a responsible person, you should have a copy with you, you should, you should, and so, and there shouldn't be an issue with being able to present it correct. if yes. it's been purchased and obtained legally. There should be no problem with being correct. able if to you present wanna, it. Right? Don't don't be like the the warrior in the car that won't show your driver's correct. license. You know what I mean? Right. You're not if, being suppressor um, biased. Nobody's going right. after you because even suppressor. if you walk into the range. And the range officer, because it's the range's policy, mm-hmm. right. states that I, I need to see your tax stamp. Don't don't just show it to them because well, you're going to yeah. have it on you anyway. I'm, I'm all you about respecting a private business's sure. policies, you know, it, it, yeah. because you don't have to be there. You know, it's your choice to 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 shoot at that range, and if it's their policy that you have to show your tax stamp prior to using it on their facility. Uh, you should just do it. Just do it. Rules, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no reason to It'll not literally do it. take you five seconds to pull it out, show it to them. Right. And, say, and it has right, your name on it. Thanks. And the suppressor serial number. It's five seconds or less. Thank right. you. Have a great time. Yeah. Absolutely. Shoot them straight. There's no Good reason to not present yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Most of your game wardens know what they are. So if you get yeah. in a hunting situation, they're a little more gun savvy. Um they should know what it is, and if they don't have the right questions, you could just say, Did you "Unless you have it, out, unless you have it on a muzzle loader, then they're going to be like, what the heck well, is that? What do you got going on here?'" Yeah. Never seen that before. Then yeah. they're going to make you unload it and load it. Again. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I get some funny looks for that. You do. Um, 
so yeah, we don't, you know, there's no black book, there's no list, anything You're not like evil. that. Um, no. I'm trying to think what else. What else do we have as far as myths, Mike? There's a lot um, of people that that think that the trust is a re-up fee and the tax name has a re-up fee. Well, a trust, a trust Unless will you cost you money. A, a, tr- yeah, a trust, trust is a more expensive cost. way to do it. Yes, uh, but. But if you if you know you're going to have other people like if you got a couple right. you got a son and a daughter that are they're they, maybe they're teenagers but as they get older you want them to have access to right one if not you might have ten silencers I mean I always yeah. thought I'd just get one but no man that didn't work out spirals I, I think it is worth pointing out on trust ownership that the responsible party they actually changed this in 2016 yep. uh, prior to 2016 you could name a responsible party or a co-trustee right. and and they could you know get your approval back they didn't need fingerprints or photos and they could take possession of it just cuz they're named on the trust right. um but, but in 2016 but a bunch of bad guys caused them to change right. the laws. that's right that's usually how it works yep. and um so in 2016 i think it was uh, ATF 41F uh was the um the legislation number or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it required all trustees slash responsible parties to have fingerprints and photos done uh, at the time of submission of the Form 4. Because they're all equal owners in the eyes of the trust. Yeah. I mean, I they're, they're co-owners of the suppressor. Right. right. So yeah. uh, so they want to do background checks on everybody. Absolutely. That's on that trust. So you got to keep in mind when you come to file for that tax stamp, if you got and you have your trust made, if you got six people on that trust you got to have them all you got to have them all here to get fingerprinted or if you yep. can't get them all at once you got to be able to get fingerprints and for all of them we can't submit to right. the last one done exactly yep. yeah but and you we'll know what's, hold you know what's up funny? your submission uh if i could i could lend any gun of mine to any friend of mine right at any time and mm-hmm. that's perfectly legal well it doesn't stop anything right the, the the legislation they made it doesn't stop anything it's it's therefore after the fact which in my opinion is stupid you know, it, it, what's the point of having it after the fact? The, you already know the guy who submitted. You can find out who did it and trace everything sure. to the person. That, that's not the problem. Right. But it doesn't solve any before the fact problems. Right. It, well, it you just, know, in Europe, it's it's almost you, you almost have, mandatory. Have, it's a courtesy. Yeah. It's, it's a courtesy. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. call it a courtesy, yeah. so they almost yeah. make it mandatory. For Are you they to over buy. the counter there? It's over the counter. Yeah. It, it, so, but now, granted, they can. Most of the stuff they own is like 22s and stuff, so right. they, they still don't have the level of ownership that Correct. we do here. And if you Correct. shoot a deer in Germany, Germany owns the deer, and yeah. you buy it back That's from the whack, butcher shop. So yeah. there's, there's a give and take. It's kind of whack, do. yeah. So if you were to use your suppressor to shoot something, but it still doesn't get you. That's it's it. not all about that $200 fee comes in. Correct. It's not all gold. Four or five years ago, when I was still in Tappahannock, we actually talked to a guy who was from the United Kingdom. And he said, over there, it is a courtesy. They call them moderators? I think they call it moderator. Yeah. And it is a legitimate courtesy to have one on there. And if you mm-hmm. don't, it's almost being rude. It's yeah. frowned because, upon. Because yep. of the noise. Might yeah. get you, it might get you smacked. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> might get you British smacked. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's it's legit a, a polite thing to Correct. do over there. And, and I wish that it's courtesy, same concept. It's courteous to the landowner, to your fellow hunters, to people who don't hunt, cur- people who want to watch cartoons it's on It's also Saturday, a courtesy to, your, to yourself, to sure. your ears. You're doing yourself yeah. a favor. Absolutely. Yep. I wish that would transfer... From well, overseas to here. That's why I, I think, wish it would. You know that. It's but been we a couple, get to keep the deer if you shoot them. Uh, well, yeah, we, yeah, I still want the deer. <laughs> yeah, to shoot it. Yeah. So. Well, you had the Hearing Protection Act uh, that was in Made the a works. Good run. Had a good run yeah. in the works. Run. I don't want to talk about. That, I, I get I get upset talking. about I that. I do yeah. because yeah. that was shelved. It, it made was, so much sense. It was. It had already passed the subcommittee. It was going to go to the floor for vote. I, absolutely, and, and I then, think it would have done well. I think yep. it would have because yeah. the reason why is 
the American Medical Association was backing the bill, mm. from what I recall. Right. Uh, there were a lot of doctors Which in favor. Which is a favor. big deal. It yeah, is. Yeah, very big, big deal. Um, it was sitting. It had just been, I think, approved in a subcommittee. It was going to the, possibly the Florida for a vote. And yeah. I think this was in the House. Mm. Um, well, it didn't then, make it past the House, so yeah, it must have been. Well, house, yeah. well, I think killed it was the Vegas shooting. It, yeah, the, the, the Stephen, the, the Paddock incident yeah. from the Mandalay Bay Hotel kind of conveniently happened at that time. <laughs> and... Uh, Kind of after after that incident, my, I gotta put on my tinfoil hat. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, get, Which, your, get your conspiracy. By the way, yeah. there were no silencers used. As tragic of, a, of, a, as of an, an event, event as it yeah. was, I mean, there were you know. But I think right. I think a lot of uh, people that didn't like the bill, they they basically said, "Well, just think of what would have happened if he did have a silencer." Well, immediately after that incident, a couple certain politicians said, "What if he had? It would have been well, harder to find him." And then that. Ba- that basically directly just, just completely tabled, yeah. tabled it altogether, and, and it just, never came out. Ever it absolutely again. killed it. It was absolutely. done, and I think that was our, from an indu- industry standpoint, that was our greatest shot at getting something passed. It, it was the closest we've come. Yes, to, to having uh, some I, I legitimate. Still think, yeah. I still think there's maybe a possibility in it, but I don't know. Uh, it, They're using maybe. the right approach. The I'm, I'm shooter being opti- helping I'm being optimistic. Yeah. yeah, you're a little more you're a little more optimistic than I am. Yeah, I'll tell the you hearing that. protection is absolutely the greatest approach you can take. Yeah, because you get some medical uh, corporations behind you, and most of the people buying them are shooters and hunters who shoot high volume, shoot right. loud guns. They want to be able to hear when they're eighty, and it's a little well, price you pay now. And, it, and you'll it's be able worth to hear. mentioning the amount of legally obtained suppressors in the first place that are actually used in crimes yeah. across the country. It's it, from all of the hundreds of thousands if not more suppressor owners in the country it's a a minuscule minute proportion of them that ever get used in a crime right uh very very small yes so any other myths i think we covered them all didn't we i think i think we did a lot uh how many people a month call them compressors compressors yeah (laughs) a lot okay (laughs) double digits uh usually over the age of 50 uh okay yeah but they are they are not compressors, and that's no. the same guy that they're probably they're compress- probably illegal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're probably compre- they're probably compressor owners too, aren't they? Like true compressors. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure compressors. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing I, that we haven't touched yet is, is the common question of first round pop. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. yeah. So first round pop is when a suppressor sits for a long time or for an extended period of time, it fills up with oxygen. And uh, when you shoot that first round through there, you know, the, the powder is burning out of the end of the barrel and it actually ignites the oxygen inside the suppressor, and which increases the first round noise of the suppressor. Yep, like which, a pop? It, it's, it's, it's more... <laughs> it's substantial. Well, I yeah. wouldn't say it's substantial, it's but not you'll substantial, definitely... But you it's know, a difference. Tell, you can tell oh, yeah. the difference. It's more, it's also more, ev- more persistently seen in pistol suppressors or yeah. or 22s yeah 22s or like 45s and nine millimeters yeah. right uh, and when you shoot them back to back like bang bang you can tell it was a high low right and yeah. it, it'll sound better after the first shot mm-hmm. or two yep and once all that oxygen has burned out of the inside of the can uh so keep your oxygen out of your suppressor Correct. right well that's also some people <laughs> if you don't take anything else home from this lesson Keep the air out of your can keep, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep it sealed <laughs> right yeah um <laughs> which but, is minimal because it's only one pop and in a hunting situation, it's not it's, a it's, make or break. It's a noticeable difference, but you'll also see first-round pop uh, very evident in 
shooting a smaller caliber through a larger caliber suppressor. Like so, a 5.56 five, through a 30 caliber Or can. like a 9mm through a 45 okay. can. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you'll notice a first round pop pretty... There's so much extra pretty, air. And right. Well, there's so much... There's, there's a lot of yeah. volume and there's a lot of uh, bore space mm-hmm. for, for gases to kind of come around it. Yeah. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't seal up as much as when it comes out of the end of the barrel. Um, I'm glad but, you brought that up. Yeah, and so point. and that all, some people shoot suppressors wet. They'll like, oh yeah, line them with water. They're, I've seen some people take grease, oil and grease, yeah, put them on the inside, yeah, and that reduces first round pop. The only problem is, is that you know the can will get hot, the they water will water dry up. Oil yeah, and grease and yeah. You can, you, yeah, you're putting water in your in your suppressor, which I I don't recommend. Uh, so for a basic, cleaning, I wouldn't recommend it. No, I don't. I don't like it. For no. a basic cleaning on your centerfire cans that you do not take apart. Just the way you don't clean outside of a shotgun, just wipe it off, keep don't it pretty. Even, don't even. I've got a. You, uh, but could you still run that in a um, uh, a sonic cleaner? Sonic cleaner? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just drop it in a sonic it, cleaner. It's, I mean, it's not gonna. It's not gonna get it spick and span clean, but it'll it'll help. You, you it'll just gotta be careful about started, what yeah. materials you put in the sonic cleaner. Yeah, because uh, of the finish on the outside. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of suppressors are made of stainless steel alloys, or seventeen four heat treated stainless, yeah. uh, or like a cobalt alloy, like Inconel or Stellite. Um, English, please. It's really, really good stuff at high <laughs> Different temperatures. Different metal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good at high temperatures. Yeah, is that English enough for you? I think okay. so. All right, I'm gonna get so, you to spell it. Okay, I'll get with you later. You what go. country you. are you from? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so it depends on the media. That's not the media. It, it's in there, the, what it's the made solvents. of. What, I mean, the um, when you put in the hydro, the sonic sonic cleaner. Yeah. It's the the material that's in there, the cleaning materials which you need so to be it, it's for. a lot of it, it's harsh materials to some certain finishes and certain metals okay. uh like I, I don't know if you remember Raggio Arsenal yeah they made lower receivers and at, yeah. the, at the old yeah. store we actually put one of those in a sonic cleaner and i guess they didn't use i guess it wasn't anodized because it actually stripped the finish completely off nice which anodizing shouldn't really be affected too much by a sonic cleaner right but th- this lower receiver was completely stripped of its finish oh, uh, cool. through a sonic cleaner. But if you got heat-treated stainless or uh, nitrided stuff, you know that's, that shouldn't that should be, be affected fine. by it. And what about cleaner. a twenty-two can? What's the best way to clean them? Because uh, they're all sonic, clean, sonic all cleaners are good. Yeah, and, okay. the, and twenty-two cans are actually really good for a sonic cleaner because you, you don't can take them one, apart. Yeah, the, you yeah, just take your baffle stack yeah. apart or yeah. just pull your monocore out, throw it in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it'll just, I mean, 20 minutes is probably one, done. Just, I mean, just, just a lot of elbow grease. I mean, yeah, it's a just of, a lot yeah. of scrubbing. It's, well, yeah. for a 22 yeah. can, especially, a lot of elbow grease because yeah. that lead gets really stuck in there. And you have to be able to use the, the right solvent and a scraper goes a long way yeah. to, to get okay. some of that stuff out of there. Scraper. Right. Okay. But, you know, sonic cleaner just seems to me like the easiest way. If, if, if you can't, if you don't want to buy a sonic cleaner just for that, that's fine. Find a place that will clean it for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Green, like green Top. Where? Like like us. We, we do that. 10150 Lake Ridge Parkway. That's right. And Ashland? Yeah. Ashland, Virginia. 23005? <laughs> right. What's your phone number here? <laughs> Five five zero two one eight eight. Yeah, that's it. You got, you got to get the plug in there. <laughs> right. Right. GreenTopHuntFish dot Shout out GreenTop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like to thank Mountain Dew and GreenTop for hosting this podcast. Uh, but yeah, if 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 you don't want to pay someone to do it, they do. We also, I think we sell Sonic cleaners here. Yeah, like do. the little reloading ones for yeah. like your cartridge. Cases. Which would be perfect yeah. for like a for like a twenty two or yeah. for baffles. Yeah, and or, stuff but like if that. you got a larger suppressor, center fire or you could just drop it off with us and we'll clean it for yeah, that's you. Right. I've heard yeah. this is another myth. Don't. Don't look at me, but I've heard that you can put them in hot water with Dawn Dish soap. 
and it cleans them out. I don't see why not. Okay. I, I don't know how. I don't know exactly that's how. Much, it, that's too much work. How well, effect- you see what it did for those old ducks in the Gulf of Mexico, man? You cleaned the shit out of them. <laughs> how effective that's going to be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Either. I think, I've heard people. I think doing cleaning that. your suppressor versus cleaning a little duck is quite different. Yeah. Tell that to I've the ducks. Yeah. What? Well, I'm just saying. I, right. I don't speak duck, but if I could, I'd let you know. Well, hey, good talk. I liked. I think this was a great I show think we today. Some stuff, um, yeah. Yeah, you know. I gotta go check a dictionary. I got some new words. I yeah, we well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did you learn something? Today? I saw him writing yeah. them down. Yeah, <laughs> compressor. Yeah. That's what not to call it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for being here today, guys. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. I think. Uh, hey, you know, if there's anything to take away from this, keep the oxygen out your can. Correct. Very important. Don't Very let important. your meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're here. You That's know? right. I, I, don't. Come try to find me, but Mike and Robbie and Morgan and Bogdan and Carter and Joe and Mandy the list goes Moe on. And we have a list yeah, of employees I mean, a, that specialize in this. There's yeah. 20 people here that own one or know how to do the process. We, we got plenty right of uh, plenty except brain top pros. <clears throat> There's all kinds of people that can help you. Just make sure you get the right one. Yeah. <laughs> right, if that's important. Yeah, you got to get the right. You got to get Correct. the right pro. And that's we right. sell them, so we know how the process a thing works. Or two. We know how yeah. the we know a thing or two because we've done a thing or correct. two. Correct. Right? We know yeah. which ones break, which ones don't break. What's the best fit for you? Because there's a bunch yeah. of different thirty caliber Absolutely. cans. Absolutely. And, and we do and we do stock most major brands. Correct. Well. And if but, we don't stock yeah. it, we can get it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, except well, except for the th- most part, except Thunder Beast. Right. We're gonna get. They're, all we they're can. pretty hard to get right now. I'm trying to plug yeah. us. Yeah. I know. Come on. Come I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can get you squared away. That's right. We can get. And the process is about. Roughly thirty minutes or less. If you make a decision on a can, I would say 30, wanna, 30 to forty-five, depending on whether you're doing a trust and also if you have other people on that. Or, or, or a Saturday versus a Tuesday evening. And uh, if you're in line behind like three other people, correct. having to do the same thing. Right. You could be in here for two hours. Thirty-ish yeah, minutes. But there's plenty of good stuff to look to get at. You plenty of shopping. Oh, we got we got a ton of stuff to look at. And right. hey, if you're not from Virginia, which by the way, you have to be a resident of the state. That you that, that is, I'm glad you said point. that. Yes. That, that yeah. is probably one of the most important things yes. to take away legitimately is that you do you have to be a Virginia yeah. resident. You can't roll up here right. from Florida and say, "Yeah, I want to buy that silencer." It's the same no. as handguns. Right. Go back I home, mean, loser. You can pay. You can, <laughs> you can pay for it, and then we can transfer it to sure. a dealer. And that's just that's anywhere. Um, right. You know, pay for it, transfer it to the dealer. It probably take uh, anywhere from a week to ten days to get it. Well, to and the that's dealer. where the form three comes that's into play. You can buy three. it from us, and we can form three it to a dealer in your area as yep. long as they're a dealer in class in three. In a suppressor stuff. state and a class three dealer. Right. Correct. Yeah. Not not every gun shop is a class three dealer. They they have to have a uh, something called an SOT. It's a special occupational tax. Yep. Uh, they have to have that in order to be a dealer in NFA items. Which so you can always we, ask. Do you, do we have to spend five hundred dollars a year. Right. It cost us one. It, it costs right. the dealer yeah. five hundred right. a year to get an SOT. By the way. And uh, lastly, on the myth, we make zero dollars on the two hundred dollar tax. Date. Yes, that goes. Right. All proceeds go to the all ATF. proceeds all go to your favorite three letter agency. <laughs> not anymore. It's going to Biden now, buddy. Oh it's, boy. But it's not saying here. So by you giving us the two hundred dollars, we immediately spend it and give it to somebody else. So I mean, do it doesn't even. It. You write the check to the ATF. Correct. It, it has, has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with us, us other right. than where you write the check. Or yeah, it's right. coming back to you in your mailbox or your bank account through COVID Correct. through COVID payments. Correct. COVID I'm, I'm sure you yeah, might be just getting it back. Get another yeah, right. COVID. So it's like a rebate. You exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Pay two, get twelve hundred. That's right. right. Man, what a That's deal. Not a bad deal. That's <laughs> a deal, man. That's awesome. all right. Well, good. Hey, good show today, guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this was a great show. A lot of good information. Um, hey, good times.
Keep yeah. it up. Thank you. All right. Amen. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.